But you know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us, because we don't like you. You're a bad person with an ugly heart, and we don't give a flying fuck what you think. That was beautiful. Girl, Thank you. you. Nailed it. Very good. <laughs> hello, 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 friends. We're back. It is the second week of November. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The year. Whew, it's getting it's getting away from me. <laughs> Where did it go? In just a few matter of episodes, we'll be doing our, our holiday spectacular, which is I'm really excited. Crazy. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. excited. It's gonna be a calm you know, holiday season. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, we've had a lot of guests lately and it's been, yeah. it's been a whirlwind. And Absolutely. A pleasure. We still got a couple more. Yeah. A great time. Yes. But an absolute scheduling nightmare. <laughs> yeah. We may have taken on more than we were prepared for, but. Girl bossed a bit too close to the sun. <laughs> Absolutely. So what you can expect for December is a whole back-to-basics, guest-free month, just me Solo and Mo. Solo dolo, <laughs> yeah. But we are very excited about our guests today. We have Hannah and Audrey from Sleepover Cinema. We had a chance to be on their podcast about a couple months ago now. We did Easy A, so we are so happy to finally have them yeah. in the virtual studio. They're so sweet. Oh, yeah. There are also a couple of NYC, NYU gals. Um, yes. And it, they're just super nice to talk to. So I think you're really going to like our episode with them. Absolutely. And before we dive into it, we have some reviews to talk about today. Review, review, review. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging deep, y'all. I'm out here. We out here. Okay. Um, so the first review is from Tracy Mary Q. And we gave you This Kiss by Faith Hill. Such like a dreamy, lovely song. Mm. So yes, you mentioned that you like practical magic, you like full moons, and it was kind of like we wanted to give you a dreamy song and maybe you're taking a moonlit walk mm. with um, your love interest in this movie montage. Ooh. Maybe a coat's being draped on your shoulders. I don't know. <gasps> Yeah, maybe there's a single rose in your hand. God knows, <laughs> who knows? But yes, this is your movie montage song. Very chill, beautiful night. Full moon. There's a full moon in the montage. Mm. Can confirm. I love it. I'm loving the imagery that I'm getting right yeah. now. So thank you so much for your service. And I hope you enjoy the song um, as you look at a full moon. Next up, we have a review from Natty B927. You did mention in your review that the Twilight one was a fave of yours. And we were like, well, we must run, not walk, run to that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And there are so many good bops to choose from, but we had to go with a really iconic one. And we decided on Decode by Paramore. Amazing. Such a good song. I think very underrated, personally. I don't think it gets the credit that it deserves. But I see this montage as you're walking through the woods, it's Ooh. early morning, the sun is streaming through the trees, you have your little jacket on, you have your backpack with some snacks, and you're traipsing through the woods to get to the water to watch the sunrise. 
And uh, this is also another, it's a very like reflective, I almost said monologue, montage. <laughs> and you're just, you're thinking about the, the journey that your life has been thus far and what the day has in store for you. And you are just here to marvel at the beauty of nature. Amazing. Okay, the next review we have is Small Kitty. We chose Island in the Sun by Weezer. Oh, great song. And I've been pondering about this montage. So here's what's happening. I'm getting a calm vibe from your review. So you're actually on vacation in this movie montage. Mm. You are at a beachfront hotel. You're lounging on a chaise. You're going to the spa, maybe getting a pedicure. You have some cucumbers over your eyelids. Mm. You're getting the full treatment. Maybe you have a little terrace that uh, someone's coming to bring you your breakfast out on. And who knows, maybe there's a weird premise like you won this in uh, sweepstakes or like there's a man with a helicopter in this story. Who knows? There's an eccentric millionaire who's whisked you away. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope that you can enjoy this song while giving yourself a little self-care. And last but not least, we have a review from Lauren S. or Lauren's question mark. In your review, you talked about the School of Rock episode and how much you enjoyed that. And as you can tell from listening, we certainly had a blast covering that movie. (laughs) And um, because you talked in the review about how you were listening to it while grocery shopping and picking out your veggies, we have chosen the song... Back in Black by ACDC, and this is you going to your local farmer's market on a Sunday afternoon. You know where every single stall is. You know exactly what you're getting. You own this farmer's market. You are strutting past those stalls. You're picking up carrots. You're picking up coriander. You're picking up potatoes. You're getting that artisanal honey. You're dropping off your compost. You own the farmer's market. (laughs) Whoa, that's my dream. <laughs> that's awesome. I yeah. like that one. So yeah, we hope that uh, we hope that you get yourself some some fresh produce and listen to a little ACDC. Wow. Those were some pretty stellar review songs, I will say. Yeah, I feel I feel good about this round. Oh, I feel very good. I feel like we really honed in our skills. Mm, yes. So thank you so much for these super kind reviews. We really appreciate it. Yes. Um, leaving a review helps other people find the podcast, and that's so important. So thank you. Yes. And before we head into the episode, we do have a lovely announcement. Yes, and that amazing news is that our merch – from aquamarine is going to be back up on our storefront it's going to be new and improved yes we actually talked to t public um about a better like user account for the podcast and one of the really cool things about our store is that we can add other movie designs to our storefront Mm -hmm. so if you see something on t public that is relevant to our podcast, let me know and I'll add it to the storefront. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have our Raymond the Lifeguard shirts back up in time for the holiday season. So if there's a huge Aquamarine fan in your life. Oh, you got to get yourself a Raymond the Lifeguard shirt. Absolutely. It's so cute. I am obsessed with the design. One of our amazing listeners, Deanna, designed it for us and it is gorgeous. So you're definitely going to want to get one for yourself and, you know, the Aquamarine fan in your life. And without further ado, should we head into today's episode? Absolutely. 
All right, friends, we have some very exciting guests on the pod today. Another very ambitious crossover. Please put your hands together and welcome Hannah and Audrey from Sleepover Cinema. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. It's an honor. The crossover, the ambitious crossovers continue yes. with this episode today. And I'm excited to get into it, I have to say. Yes. This is Hannah speaking mm-hmm. for those who do not know. And then. And this is Audrey. And this is Mo. <laughs> and this is Christina. <laughs> like we never say our own names yeah. like during the episode. So anyone who hasn't been listening from the start, I guess, just has to yeah. figure it out on their own. <laughs> Yeah. But yes, today we have a very exciting movie. We are doing 1997's Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. I watched this movie so much growing up. It is truly like ingrained into my body. I forgot how well I knew it until I was yes. taking notes and I was like, oh, I'm four scenes ahead of what's happening right <laughs> oh my now. Gosh. It is such an iconic. Well, this is my first time watching it, but it's definitely something that you can see is like, I understand why it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. So many like one-liners, totally one-off thoughts. Like Lisa Kudrow is just like quippity quip, <laughs> quip, quip the entire movie. Totally. It was also my first time seeing it. So I was really along for the ride. I was surprised at many things that happened. Uh, and we'll get to it when we get there. We will talk about it. So some, you know, fun little facts we have about the movie. It had a $20 million budget and it only made $29.2 million at the box office. So not like a total flop, but not really yeah. great. But it amassed a huge cult following and actually got a lot of really good reviews. So that's good. They paid $1 and million. $1 million. Of, yeah. yeah. $1 million for... $1 million. <laughs> that's a lot for a soundtrack, I think. Yes, that is a lot. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, but then I was like, maybe I don't know because I don't know the average. Um, But so I teach at a music school and so does my boyfriend. And we kept noticing that all the songs are like massive songs yes, that we've like taught absolutely. a bunch of times. And we were like, damn, like how many are there going to be? And there were a lot. It was a great soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I can see why it would mm-hmm. cost like literally a million dollars. Oh, definitely. And I think that when they first started like editing it and finding all the music and they got the No Doubt song, Just a Girl for the Beginning, Mm -hmm. No Doubt wasn't really like that big yet. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of like blew up as they like filmed the movie and the studio was like, you need to get more No Doubt songs in there. And they were like, honestly, we got it at such a steal. I feel like if we say anything, they might try and renegotiate. So we're just going (laughs) to leave it at that. Totally. This movie was also originally a stage play. Well, not really. The characters were kind of taken from this other play called Ladies' Room, and they were just kind of these one-off little characters that were inspired by the writer's like experience in a bathroom in a club in L.A. and just overheard these two girls talking and was like, I must put this in. Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow did originate the role of Michelle, so it's cool she got to really help develop it. And um, they also were originally going to cast Tony Collette as – Romy, but she backed out and they kind of speculated that it was about her not wanting to do like a valley girl accent. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up with Mira Sorvino, who was incredible. Totally. Yeah, she was great. Her accent in the movie is insane. So, I know. <laughs> she sounds like a dude. Like, Michelle, want to go to the club tonight? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, so this makes me think of two things. The first thing is, um, it's interesting that it came about from a 
stage play because I feel like you can kind of tell like in the mm-hmm. sense where like the characters feel almost like SNL uh, yeah. sketches. Um, and interestingly, if you are a Drag Race fan, Trixie and Katya did a stage adaptation of this movie together. Oh my God. Yes, which would be that is so wild. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It definitely feels like like Wayne's world for girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. With that being said, I think we should just get into it because we have much to unpack. We do. So opening of the film, we meet Romy and Michelle. They're in their sunny LA apartment watching Pretty Woman on their like twin beds next to each other. (laughs) And they're just, you know, watching the movie, making fun of the part where they won't let Julia Roberts shop. And Michelle's like, but it is actually kind of sad, you know, they won't let her <laughs> she shop. She like gasps. And then gets very excited. <laughs> yeah. She's very excited when they do finally let her shop. Yes. So that just really tells us everything we need to know about these two ladies. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was like um good representation of that's like us watching yeah. other movies. Yeah. It's like, I, I think I wrote down that it's like sleepover cinema-ception, you know? Yeah. It's like movies that raised us-ception. Yes. Totally, because totally. Because you don't often see characters watching movies and like commentating on them as they're watching yeah. them in a movie. Yeah. So I like that. I liked it too. Like her getting so emotional over it when it's like they've seen this movie hundreds of times it seems like like that's how they set it up and she's still like very emotionally charged while watching it i was like this is so endearing yeah so rami wait i'm gonna call her rami it's romi romi and michelle get ready to go out to the club tonight of course the eternal dilemma i have nothing to wear michelle's like rami did you lose weight and rami's like well, I have been doing a fat-free diet. And she's like, it's gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. And Michelle's just like, wow, I wish I had your discipline. (laughs) (laughs) So they put on their outfits, which I believe were designed by um, Michelle. She's like an aspiring fashion designer. And they turn to each other and they're like, oh my God, I think this is the cutest we've ever looked and they're like, oh, I love that we could just say that without being conceited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that line so much. I was like, uh, I knew it was, like, supposed to be funny, but I feel like that's literally how people are now. Like, very, yeah. like, earnestly. Yeah. So I was like, I know it's supposed to be funny, but, like, I would say that and, like, be serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then the girls go to the club and they talk about how there were cute guys there last night. They go get their Diet Cokes, just like I would do, (laughs) and head out onto the dance floor. And they're like, oh, there's no cute guys here. Um, So then they start doing their weird little line dance (laughs) thing that they do. There's a lot more choreographed dance in this movie than one would expect. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very characterized, so mm-hmm. it's okay. It's yeah. Very specific. Um, and then Romy says sometimes she wishes they were lesbians, and Michelle offers to have sex sometimes to see if they are. And then she's like, nah, I'm good, basically. She's like, check back <laughs> with me in 30 years. <laughs> um, which I did make a note about because, like, that whole concept or like that whole thing of of when straight girls say I wish like it, life would be so much easier if I was a lesbian is like very passe. <laughs> it's like at yeah. this point. Passe. 
<laughs> but like 97, I don't know. Just thinking about that joke mm. in 97 versus now is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably way more bold. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Now it's like something that is said a lot. Like I yeah. think <laughs> I think that has been uttered. <laughs> okay. So then cut to the next morning. We're seeing these gals in the light of day. Romy is working her cashier job at the Jaguar dealership, looking incredible, roots teased, volume, yes. everything. Um, she gets hit on by Ramon, who's one of the car servicers. And I was like anticipating for him to be more problematic, but he never really mm-hmm. got that problematic, which was nice. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, he doesn't get that bad. <laughs> um, next in line. So there's like this long line. Everyone's complaining because Ramon's taking forever to bring all the cars around. Um, and then in line, scary looking Janine Garofalo, <laughs> but playing Heather Mooney. With massive eyeliner on. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. So massive. She kind of, um, I know that she's like famous, but I don't know what I know her from. Like, what is she like known for? Like Wet Hot American Summer, probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's there. She's smoking inside. It turns out she's one of Romy and Michelle's high school classmates from Tucson back when they lived in Tucson. Um, And Romy asks what she does because, you know, she's just like, kind of an airhead and it's like oh my god so good to see you what's going on (laughs) um so she asks what she does because she's clearly rich because she has this jaguar and heather it turns out invented quick burning paper for lady fair cigarettes twice the taste and half the time for the gal on the go (laughs) what a genius excellent marketing oh my god (laughs) and you get the whole origin story of why later yeah it's so funny yeah. And then Heather asks Romy if she's going to their 10 year high school reunion. And Romy didn't even realize it had been 10 years and wonders why she and Michelle didn't get an invite, um, which they never really f- circle back to. So yeah. I'm also curious why they didn't get the invite. Yeah. <laughs> and then Heather's like, um, you live with Michelle. I thought she'd be married to Sandy Frank by now because he sandy frank aka alan cumming who we will get to was obsessed with michelle yeah she also talks about uh his like giant notebook that he had to carry around to to, like hide his erection i was like oh my god i love the idea that he was just walking around with a boner like at the sight of her like (laughs) that's just really extreme (laughs) but i buy it i guess yeah yeah lisa kudra's hot you know yeah i get it um but romey is like Oh my God, Sandy and Michelle, LOL, as if didn't you have a thing for Sandy? And she's like, I did not have a thing. I was very much in love with him. Even turns the one behind her and she's like, I was very much in love with him. There's a difference. (laughs) She's so good. Yes. So Heather's like, I got to bounce. So she gets her receipt from Romy and Romy's like, well, if I won't see you there, I guess I'll tell everyone at the reunion you say hi. Mm -hmm. And Heather says... You can tell everyone to go fuck themselves for making my teen years a living hell. And dip. Storms out. She said, get me yeah. my Jaguar. <laughs> right now. So back at the apartment, Romy and Michelle break out their high school yearbook, do a little throwback moment. They find Heather in the yearbook. And they're like, oh, she was so weird. I wonder why she was always going behind that building. Flashback to a young... <laughs> Heather, aka Janine Garofalo. And this is this was interesting to see because in all the flashbacks, they didn't use like like fake teen people. Mm-mm. And it reminded me of Pen 15. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because you can obviously like when 
you do that flashback thing and you have that actors just in present day, it like adds a level of comedy. So yes. I just thought it was really nice, like smart to do. Right. So yes, Heather is behind the building and she lights a cigarette in between class. Like this woman is a heavy smoker and she can't find her lighter. And so who is there but the one and only fucking Justin Thoreau in like a cowboy getup. I was sh- I was shaken to my core. He like tosses her the butt of his cigarette when she asks for a lighter, like a total asshole. And she says something like, "What do you think I'm like a fucking dog?" Like she this mm-hmm. whole movie until like very late in the game Heather is simply yelling at everyone. Yes. Every word she utters. Mm. So she just gets her cigarette lit when the bell rings and she's like, there should be a cigarette you can smoke between classes. This is such a waste. And there it ring is. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yep. Cut back to reality. Romy and Michelle continue to look through their yearbook and to find their photos. And they're literally in the same like yearbook photo, like in the same frame. <laughs> And they were like, oh, my gosh, remember when Danny Weller lodged a complaint because he was between us? And then we said, "Okay, Danny, if you want to be between us, you can come to Michelle's house on Friday night and we'll be waiting. And it turns out he did go to their house. It hits in the movie. Yes, it hits in the movie. But it made me think that they were going to like have been like bitchy girls in high school because it feels very much like oh we're pretty like we're gonna trick you into coming over and then humiliate Mm -hmm. you but then they're like nerds so you're like what's Mm -hmm. the well I did think it was a weird like plot line to have them be like I wouldn't characterize them as like mean but I wouldn't characterize them as nice either yeah Yeah. they say some things you're kind of like what the fuck (laughs) like you would be pissed off at to hear right yes yeah, because they're certainly not nice to Sandy. No, that's yeah. for sure. That's such a shame. I know it. It makes the ending a bit harder to buy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, the entire you know the entire like last quarter is just like what is yeah. actually going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pacing really goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. So then I and like something that's great about this movie and like why anybody who hasn't seen it should watch it is the visual transitions um like which is where we're at right now like there's a lot of this like Mm. picture in picture um like transition that they use a lot and I really enjoyed it because it takes a lot of forethought to do that a lot of times people will try to like fake those types of shots in a really bad way. It just, I can always clock it. Like when it's bad, it's bad. But this movie does a great job because you can tell that they planned on doing it. Mm -hmm. It was like very purposeful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they look through the yearbook and they see the different cliques. So the cheerleaders are the A group, super popular. And then the drama club is like the B group. So less popular, less lower on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And isn't Michelle like, oh, I don't know why any of the guys never liked me in drama club. And we <laughs> zoom in. And it's like the YMCA and theme song. And the guys are look at, at each other. other. The throwaway joke of that whole thing. I was like, thank yeah. you very much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. And then Michelle and Romy think about what group they were in. And Michelle asks if they were in the C group. But Romy says the C group was the nerds and rejects like Sandy and Heather. Yeah, they're kind of in no group. That's sort of what it seems <laughs> yeah. like. They're just like, they're in like 
the X group. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then there's a flashback. And a lot of times when once this movie gets into flashback, you kind of forget. Yes. That you're in the past because yeah. they are playing themselves in present mm. day and like they're long scenes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of they're long. Yeah. Yeah. Like you kind of forget you're in the past. So in this flashback scene, Sandy and Heather are at the science fair and Sandy waves to Michelle to get her attention. And Heather is yelling at Toby, the yearbook editor, telling her to fuck off. <laughs> um <laughs> The girls decide they weren't really in any group. They were loners and they spot a photo with them in the background. And then Michelle says, even with her back brace and Romy being kind of fat, that they were still cutting edge. Oh, yes. (sighs) Yep. So mm -hmm. she, well, okay. She's like, okay, so they said... Because we're about to go into yet another flashback here. Yeah. Um, and they, like, preface it with being like, yeah, I was kind of fat. And then I'm looking at her and I'm like, where's the fat? In the Show flashback, the it doesn't, it's not hitting. It's not hitting. No, no. And I, I really paid attention. And, like, she did have, like, body padding on. But, like, yeah. even with that, it was, like, such a reach. I just thought that that was, like, yeah. it's obviously, like, offensive. But it's also the whole movie is, like, so stupid that it's, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're back in the flashback um and in this flashback it's Romy and michelle sitting down for lunch and it's one of those beautiful outdoor dining scenarios Mm. with in states where the weather isn't shit uh (laughs) and Romy is gushing over how cute billy christensen is she says hi to him and he he like is like trotting across like the blacktop (laughs) and he ignores her and goes straight over to his girlfriend christy um and Romy and michelle are sitting at their table like oh my god christy wants to be a tv anchor woman that's never gonna happen like kind of dunking on her which is funny because they're also being mean girls but you know they're loner Mm -hmm. mean girls so it's like a different flavor uh (laughs) meanwhile christy and her friends who are all like super like late 50s early 60s styled which i find to be very bewildering uh it was kind of giving like um uh what's it called scissor hands Edward, yes, Edward, Edward Scissor Scissorhands. Scissorhands. I yeah. totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And I'm like, okay, this is like 85. Why do they look like that? That threw me off mm. kind of throughout the whole thing. I think they're just like Tucson is so behind the times yeah, maybe that that's it's it. uh, the 60s. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> and, just, and just them being conservative. That's, yeah. I think that's you think what that's they're it? trying to communicate. Yeah, definitely. Especially looking at their prom dresses that we'll see later on. Yes. Yeah. That also, yeah, we, we will get to that. Um, Mm. so anyway, Christy and her conservatively dressed friends are like, OMG, the freaks are staring at us again. Um, and then Lisa, who's Meredith Blake. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay. So then Lisa, who's Meredith Blake, uh, actually (laughs) thinks that their outfits look really cool. The, the freaks outfits look really cool, but then everyone looks at her and is like, bitch, what are you talking about? Um, and so they decide they're going to go pull a prank on, uh, Romy and Michelle, which also bewildering. We're going to get to it. So Christy goes up to Romy and Michelle and asks them if they're going to audition for the school musical. Random. And (laughs) while distracted, Christy puts fruit magnets on Michelle's back brace. Pretty insane. Yes. Also takes Romy's hamburger 
don't know about that. Just, just for fun. Just, just for salt in the wound. Um, <laughs> and then Sandy comes over to talk to Michelle and tells her she's looking lovely and then exposes the fact that Christy put the magnets on her back. But the they act like magnets on her back brace is like a major issue, but like, is it? I think that it's just like embarrassing. It seems like a fashion thing that they might do. <laughs> like, Wait, Mo, what'd you say? Oh, I just think that because I was like who really cares but I guess like if you're wearing a giant metal back brace and someone puts a magnet on it like it's just embarrassing like you're like I already have this thing on me and now someone thinks it's like they're like "Ooh, what if I like make fun of her more I mean everyone laughed at her in the outdoor cafeteria really shameful exactly so Sandy tells them there's magnets on her back. And uh, then Romy and Michelle decide that instead of getting upset about it, they're going to laugh and make it look like they were in on the joke. Yeah. Don't, they don't want to let the mean girls see that they're upset. Um, and then they're basically like, ha okay, bye. And they like walk off laughing and acting like it was chill, but it was not chill. Yeah. Then we go back to, to present day, AKA 1997. <laughs> and they talk about how like bitchy that was of them. And then they start to reminisce on prom um, and we go into another flashback scene and Romy talks about how grateful she was that she had mono. It was the best diet she ever had. <laughs> Big yike. Uh, yes. So we go to prom. Romy and Michelle are dressed like Madonna, essentially. Honestly, great looks. They look amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically talk about how everyone in this town is so unhip, but everything's going to happen for them when they move to LA. And uh, that's when... Billy and Christy are announced as prom king and queen. Obviously, who else could it be? Yeah. And Romy turns to Michelle and she's like, do you think that Billy might dance with me since it's the last night of school and like maybe we'll never see each other again? And she's like, yeah, I bet he would. You know, it's senior prom. Nobody's going to say no to anyone tonight. <laughs> so so Romy goes off to ask him. Sandy Frank immediately comes up, says that verbatim to Michelle, and she's like, No. <laughs> I will not dance with you and walks away. It's so sad. <sighs> I love yeah. I love Alan coming a lot. Me so. too. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. We were reading some like facts about the movie. Did you know that Club Coming has a Romy and Michelle night? No. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> have you been? I haven't been because the like few times I have been, I've been scarred in various ways. Oh, no. <laughs> like in what way? Like if if you go on the I mean I would say the wrong night but it's definitely the right night for us, for certain people. You it's just like men in bondage and like thick fog. Like mm. very very thick fog and it's very small too. Mm, right. Um so but still ama- like amazing but like would have been better if Alan was there. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did live on his street back in the day. Hannah and I, we used to see him on oh, our street wow. all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Living the overfunded NYU experience of living in the East mm-hmm. Village. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have laid eyes on him and been close to him and I was not deserving, but it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Club yeah. Coming, but never on a Romy and Michelle night. So I kind of want to go. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so Sandy's out here just freshly rejected. Heather comes over, who, as we remember, was deeply, deeply in love with him and mm-hmm. offers to dance with him. And he's like, ah, 
No, it's no fun unless you really love the person. <laughs> Heather is like experiencing massive brain damage at this moment. <laughs> um, so Heather, oh yeah, Toby comes over to Heather and she's like, fuck off. Um, she asks her to like name all the states or name all the capitals of the states. And she has like the punch too. And Heather is just so angry. So she leaves and Sandy and Toby name um, the different capitals. I laughed out loud at that actually. (laughs) (laughs) The timing is good. Yes. Then we go over to Heather again, who should be there smoking a cigarette, but the cowboy Justin Thoreau and she tells him to go fuck himself or sorry, fuck a sheep or his sister or himself. Nice. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> she gives it to him for throwing his cigarette butt at her again. Then Romy goes up to Billy and finally she asks him to dance and he says yes, but he tells her to wait right there. He'll be right back. So he immediately goes over to Christy like a little snake <laughs> and asks her what he should do because Romy just asked him to dance. And this is where things um, got a little confusing to me, honestly. <laughs> but it, it was good. It was good. So so Romy is standing there talking to Michelle and she's like, I can't believe he, he said yes, but he'll be right back. And then Christy comes up to them in, you know, obviously fake crying and says that Billy just broke up with her because it turns out he had a crush on her the whole time and now he doesn't have to pretend with her anymore and then she storms off and Romy says she had a dream like this that Billy was in love with her and it's all coming true oh no (laughs) and as Billy and Christy drive off together on his motorcycle Romy says this is one of the best nights of her entire life which that's really sad yeah um and then there's kind of like a time jump, a few hours pass, and Romy and Michelle are standing there on the dance floor, like, (laughs) really sad looking, alone, um, waiting for Billy. And as as a great friend, Michelle offers to dance with her, and the girls sadly slow dance to time after time. Yeah. Apparently, originally, this was not in the script. They added this later on. They just, like, talked about it in passing, and were like, oh, yeah, when Billy, like, stood you up at the Mm -hmm. prom... But then they were like, no, we should probably actually add this in. I thought that the their, them sadly slow dancing to time after time did warm my heart. I have I liked to say. It, yeah. Yeah. I liked definitely. Mm-hmm. That was like a good example of like, um, you know, when you watch movies where people are best friends and you're like, why are they friends? How mm-hmm. did they get here? That mm-hmm. felt like a really yeah. good moment of like, they, they're in the shit together. Like, this is why yeah. they are the way they are. I really liked totally. that. Okay, so this is back in the present tense, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so back in the present tense, Romy says she was an idiot for waiting and Michelle's like, just wait till he sees how cute you are now and look at how we live now and they're all stuck in Tucson being suburban and boring, which weirdly, I feel like this is such a type. Like, I know mm-hmm. people who are like this currently. Um, yeah. And not, I mean, suburban and boring, but also being like, we're hot, so we're better than everyone else. But they aren't necessarily doing that much more. Okay, that's a whole other thing. Right. So Romy says she's right. And they're going to go back to Tucson and they're going to blow them all away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they go to their local laundromat 
and they have their little uh, questionnaires from the reunion. They, I guess, ha- now are invited. We don't really know how that happened, but they have them nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're filling out name, age, like where you live, etc. And then it's like occupation. And Michelle's about to write down unemployed. Romy's like, wait, no, don't write that. Um your last job was a sales girl, so say that you're a freelance fashion consultant. Yes. And then it gets to relationship status, and they're like, oh, not married, not engaged, like living with someone. Should I say you? And Romy's like, Michelle, looking at this, I don't think our lives are as impressive as we, as we like thought. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really impressive that we're still single. We've been living together for 10 years. <laughs> Yikes. And Michelle's like, well, I guess it's not like super impressive. And Romy's like, well, if we're not going to impress people, what's the point of even going? Oh, Romy. So back (laughs) at the apartment, Michelle tells Romy that she still really wants to go to the reunion. And Romy tells her that the reunion is two weeks away and all they need are better jobs (laughs) and boyfriends. Very simple. Too easy to obtain things. So (laughs) Michelle is like, well, if those things were so easy to get, why haven't they happened already? And Romy's like, well, now we have a reason to motivate ourselves and to make them happen. (laughs) So she says, okay, we're going to have to make ourselves more impressive. That's all. So I'm going to go out and bag us some boyfriends while you look for a cool new job. And Romy also suggests that they maybe just lose a couple pounds and takes Michelle's Doritos away from her. Takes the chip right Right out out of of her her hand. hand. Mm. So rude. Yeah. Um, And then the next day, the girls go to a cycling class in the best outfits I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. The, also, like, the hair being so – like, the, the bangs are so tall and, like, separated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. With those chunky highlights. It's so good. It's really yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Romy pounds the pavement looking for a job <laughs> as a saleswoman in Versace. Versace, actually. Um, but bombs the interview. And in a really glorious, <laughs> gloriously awful way because she's, like – talking to this woman like that blouse looks so great on you and then she goes back to the interviewer like the guy working there and is Mm -hmm. like see i can make people feel really good about themselves even when it's not true or like something (laughs) like that and then like parallel action in the club a guy comes up to romy and she asks him if his suit (laughs) is versace he says yes and tells her he sells suits wait is that what it was i why did i think he said he sells soup Oh <laughs> no! I think he says he's a he's a suit salesman. Oh, um, I and then she's like, got a blast. <laughs> totally misheard that one. I was like, wow, soup. Okay, <laughs> and then to get away, I guess to get away from him. Yeah, I think yeah. so. She tells him that she has to go because she cut her foot earlier and her shoe is filling up with blood, and she like <laughs> limps away. Is a, is a suit sale? Is that like a bad job? That's I never really understood too. this. Yeah, but. I guess it's not like as imp- like I think they want like businessman and a financier like mm. i don't know mm-hmm. but i thought that was so funny i want to use that line yeah I, well because she said it in a way that was so believable and then her limp was so committed to that i was like did <laughs> yeah. she do that 
Like yeah. I would believe it if she's like, I wouldn't put it past her. So, yeah. okay. And then back to Michelle, Michelle's trying another store and tells them that she wanted to work at a boutique on Rodeo, but that this would be okay, I guess. And he tells her that they have an opening at their discount outlet. So she's been demoted significantly. Yeah. She's been put in her place. And then we smash cut to another exercise class. Romy and Michelle are taking a boxing class. Romy tells Michelle to take the outlet job. And then Michelle asks her about the boyfriend hunt. And she tells her that all the guys with good jobs must be going to a different club. So womp womp. It's not Mm. happening. Uh, And Michelle tells her that their friend Dana just got a boyfriend and he's a William Morris agent. And she asks where they met because clearly... They don't have the hookup for good men. Yeah. The hookup apparently yeah. is uh, an AA meeting, <laughs> which is where Romy goes next. There you go. She's just stands and she's like, I'm Romy and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> the next thing we know, we see Michelle going to her interview at like this discount store. It's pretty bleak. There's a lot of children screaming. Mm-hmm. Michelle's not having a good time. She eventually, when the manager's like, so what do you think? She just says... I would like to go away and just leave the store. <laughs> and then we see Romy filling out an application and cutting the line for um, this like MTV dating show. I can't remember which one. I think it's singled out or something like that. And she's like, I know there's a line, but I would not be here if this wasn't a dating emergency. And the woman is like, our cutoff is 25. Try VH1 and slides <laughs> her application back to her. Yikes. Sad. The next day, we return to the gym. Romy and Michelle work out on the treadmill, and they're in heels. Giant (laughs) heels. Yeah. And they just can't believe – or, sorry, Romy is upset that Michelle turned down a job offer. And she kind of, like, leaves in a fit of rage to go weigh herself in the locker room and realizes she's gained a pound after working out for eight days And she tells Michelle that she is not going. And Romy just like tells Michelle, come on, get real. We're idiots. We can't get jobs and boyfriends and lose weight in two weeks. And Michelle's like, I thought you said we could do all that. So sad. And then we've got this like great cut from that from like oh i thought you said we could to this like great pan like panning close-up shot of all this junk food mm-hmm. yeah um so romy and michelle they're pigging out on the junk food romy eats cookie dough out of a tube while michelle looks at a magazine and she this part actually confused me a little bit too because <laughs> i didn't know who she was referring to but she's like she tells Michelle tells Romy that all the top execs in the magazine are super pretty, and Romy tells her those are models. People just think they're execs because they wear those stupid suits and phony glasses. Um, <laughs> which I was like, are you just looking at models? Yeah, I was like, confused if it was like so. she was looking at photos of clothes or if it was like she was under the assumption that just really and and it's like whenever things get confusing and unclear you can pretty much chalk it up to the style of this movie like it's okay that it's confusing it like doesn't need to make sense yeah Um, yeah and then Romy realizes that they simply cannot go to the reunion and just pretend to be successful and um and so she's like, well, maybe we can fake it. Maybe we can like fake 
looking successful. And um, so she decides she's going to take matters into her own hands. And she's going to try to get the car, which is very convenient because she works at, like, this Jaguar car dealership. Mm-hmm. And um, Romy is in charge – or, wait, Romy And Michelle is in charge of getting the clothes. Yeah. I was really – uh, one thing I wrote down when I was watching is I was like, damn, they didn't decide to pretend to be successful until halfway through <laughs> this movie. Like, yeah. I, yeah. shouldn't that be like a quarter in <laughs> they decide yeah. that? I was like, damn, okay, this movie's going to take us on some, there are more twists and turns where this came yeah. from if this is just happening oh, now. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, there's still one that we haven't gotten to that we will get to. <laughs> okay, so... Romy's on the mission to get the car. So she goes into the service station to speak to Ramon. And I forgot to mention earlier that Ramon's whole thing is that he's like super thirsty for yeah. Romy. Also, mm-hmm. Romy and Ramon is kind of saying it so whitely. It's like painful, uh, but yeah. th- this is who I am. Um, and so he's like super thirsty for her. And so he's like, finally get along, take advantage of this dynamic. And so she tells him that she and Michelle have a high school reunion that they have to go to and they need to show up in a really cool car. And we asks if she can borrow his convertible that he's been working on. Mm-hmm. So Ramon asks Romy what he gets if he loans her the car, but Romy tells him she's not going to have sex with him just to borrow his car. So they off screen come to an agreement where (laughs) Romy pretends to have sex with him in his office so that the other mechanics can hear. So interesting that it's about clout and not about actually Mm -hmm. having sex. Uh, But very good. um, Like Mo was saying earlier, like very good, like dude talking like, Oh, uh, that's like (laughs) how she talks all the time. Like, Oh, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Very memorable. The shit that he has her say is like pretty fucking wild. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think at one, the one that she draws the line at is like, Oh, Ramon, like fill me with your love stick or something like ridiculous like that. Or like, it's insane. Yes. So after this little endeavor, Romy drives up to the apartment in Ramon's convertible and she's like, oh my God, what'd you have to do to get the car? And she's like, oh, I gave all the service guys hand jobs." And Michelle's like, okay, well, while you were doing that, <laughs> I like made us this mixtape. And Romy's like, Michelle, that was a joke. Like, I, I didn't do that for this car. What? And Michelle's like, like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. So get into the <laughs> and car. it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Romy then shows Michelle this new new flip phone that's the size of a brick, mm-hmm. <laughs> big technology at the time. And they put in the mixtape with all their like old '80s high school jams. They start driving. To, they're listening to Footloose. They don't know any of the lyrics, and uh, the car backfires like three times in a row before they finally take off. Yes. yes. So they are off on their grand road trip, and. They end up stopping at this diner to change into their businesswoman attire. From this moment on, they agree that they are sophisticated, educated, successful (laughs) career woman. And they're in these super hot outfits. Like, they look amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like a suit jacket and a really short skirt. Mm -hmm. Like, totally not allowed at an office. I know a lot of people will wear, like, the their ending outfits as Halloween costumes, but I think their businesswoman outfits would be such a 
cool like niche halloween costume yes agreed and so they go up to the cashier or the waitress like behind the counter and they're like (laughs) rami's like do you have some sort of a businesswoman special and this woman's just like what and she's like we're businesswoman you know we're like on the go do you have a special for like businesswoman or anything and she's like (laughs) We don't have anything like that. <laughs> so they're like a little embarrassed and they're like, um, yeah, we're just going to have some burgers and fries to go, please. And this waitress just goes, what kind of business are you in? <laughs> I love that so many of their jokes like are flops, like even within the movie. Like it just yeah. adds to like their whole energy. Totally. Yeah. So then they they leave the restaurant. They're coming out to the car And as they drive, Romy can't believe that they never thought of what to say, what to say for what they they did for a living. And Michelle is too preoccupied with her little paper fortune teller thingy um, of who she's going to sleep with at the reunion. And she's like, who am I going to sleep with? It doesn't even like work. But it's funny. At the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And then Romy rips it out of her hand and she suggests um, that they say that they started their own company and that maybe they invented something. It's funny how this movie really focuses on people who have invented things. Like (laughs) that is the only way that you could be successful if you invent something. So she brainstorms for a second and then she's like, oh, what if we invented post-its? Um, and they come up with this whole, like, intricate, well, Romy comes up with it, comes up mm-hmm. with this whole, like, intricate scenario. And she's like, okay, so we'll say that we were working at an ad agency after college and we have a, a big presentation and they ran out of paper clips. <laughs> she's like, wouldn't it be great if there was this stickum? Yeah, I've never heard that, that word used says? outside of this movie. But wow. she's like, oh yeah, there's a stickum on the back of this paper. <laughs> I haven't heard that word really, but I immediately like I knew what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, this mm-hmm. makes so much sense. A stickum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you get it, you know, you understand. And she's like basically creating the scenario that would make every that would like <laughs> create the post-it note in that moment. <laughs> And then Romy's like, and then, Michelle, we can say that you had an uncle or something who owned a paper mill, and the rest is history. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But here, this is when the real conflict uh, between Romy and Michelle kind of begins. And Michelle's like, well, it sounds like you invented everything on your own, and I didn't contribute to this fake idea at all. (laughs) So then Romy suggests that Michelle was the designer and thought of making the post-its yellow. And Michelle's like, no, that is not good enough. And Romy says, most of these people have known them since elementary school, and Michelle is just more believable as the designer. And, like, this is where the cracks really start to to come through with their relationship. So... I just want to insert also, 
Michelle is a designer. So why is she mad? Like that I found confusing. But anyway, so shit starts escalating. Romy can tell that Michelle is pissed. So she pulls over and Michelle's like, well, now that I know how you really feel about me, like I have issues. And Romy says, uh, this is what happens when she tries to be honest with her. And then Michelle responds and says, okay, you want to be honest. I let you have the ideas. So you don't feel bad that I'm cuter. And then they argue about who is actually the cuter one and michelle says she's the one who lost her virginity first so she's the cuter one and then <laughs> romy responds saying <laughs> big wow with your cousin barry i wouldn't brag about it and she does have a point <laughs> yeah very sad and then michelle mm-hmm. says she's always the one who gets asked to dance first at clubs it's no wonder she can find them boyfriends as in romy couldn't find them boyfriends uh and romy says michelle couldn't even find a job and she'd be lost without her so she suggests that they split up and see what happens and that when they get to the reunion they'll go their separate ways and they get back in the car and michelle demands that romy drive fast and all of this feels incredibly out of left field, but we're not in control here. We are living in their world. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Nobody is at this no, point. No one is. <laughs> so we get to the reunion. The girls enter separately. Romy immediately makes a beeline for Billy Christensen. He's like, oh my God, Romy, like I never would have recognized you in a million years. You look amazing. And she's like, yeah, thank you. Um, I invented post-its. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Meanwhile, Michelle is watching her flirt from like across the room. So she goes up to the A group where she overhears Christy Masters talking about being on TV. And um, Michelle's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like you actually did it. You became an anchor. And she's like, oh, no, I'm a weather girl on the five o'clock news in Tucson. <laughs> The way she says it too, she's like, I'm a weather girl. girl. Yeah. And it's like, is that supposed to be a good thing? I can't tell. Yeah. I'm like, is that better than an anchor? I don't know. I think she's trying to like give herself like definitely not what she actually wanted to do, but she's Mm -hmm. trying to play it off as if that was like even better. Mm -hmm. Right. So then they ask Michelle what she does and she's like, oh, I actually created post-its. And Christy's like, you created (laughs) post-its? And at that moment, Michelle just sees Romy walk with Billy Christensen across the room. And she hears her say, like, yeah, I created post-it notes all by myself. Michelle just picked out the color. And she's like, yeah, actually, I created the glue. (laughs) And I can't find it in my notes right now. But basically, she's like, okay, then can you give us an account of how you made the glue? She's like... Yeah, so when the epoxy is created, it needs to be aerated in the thermostat and set to a blah, blah, blah. But then we schmickamajoo in the hickety-doo, and mm-hmm. that's how I made it. But she uses all these like terms that a scientist would use. Mm-hmm. And the girls were like, wow, you must be the most successful person at the reunion. And Michelle's just like, uh-huh. And you're not. <laughs> Bye. I honestly think that that might have been accurate. Do you think that apparently think what I she think said it was is. true? I think it is. Yeah. It sounded right. There was like a rumor that 
Lisa Kudrow had like improvised that because she just knew because like she went to school studying science, but it was in the script. But I think it is actually accurate. It seems accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got a call from Spam Risk on my iPad, my watch, and my phone all at once. Oh my gosh. The, the <laughs> spam is risky. Also, I wanted to say, um, that the part when she's talking about the formula for glue reminded me a lot of the ammonium thigloculate part of legally yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Same yeah, energy. Course. Yeah. Oh, I do have a question. As sisters, I don't have a sister. Do you guys ever get into fights like this? Oh, like like Romy and Michelle? Yeah. No, Audrey, Audrey and I literally, I think if we ever said an actually mean thing to the other person, it would be <laughs> the end of our relationship (laughs) like we were we got in really big trouble as kids if we were ever actually mean to each other or like if we ever hit each Mm. other or anything like we just don't do it like we get frustrated with each other sometimes but like I don't think I've ever I remember when I was like in like elementary school my I got in trouble for saying that Audrey was weird too often do you remember that (laughs) no yeah I would be like you're so weird my mom would be like stop saying that about your sister (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh I think I think our mom was like more she was definitely like more protective of me as far as like she didn't like she didn't like scold me for coming at you no because mom's scared of me and she literally told me that a year ago so she just she just knew that i was like the more timid one but literally you're not even the more timid one you're just the more subtle one in the eyes of a parent in the eyes of a parent though (laughs) i was real timid so little and timid yeah (laughs) anyway anyway. so then um outside Billy and Romy are sitting in the convertible and Billy is mimicking engine sound like an annoying ass <laughs> child. <laughs> and it's awful. Um, I hate him so much. Like, he's yeah. extremely punchable. Absolutely. Um, yeah. They're leaning in. They're about to kiss. And then Michelle comes up to tell Romy about what just happened. And Romy is like, Michelle, can't you see that I'm busy? And Michelle storms off and then gets actually hit by a limo and like projectile thrown across the street. The longest limo ever is like rolling, 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 falls off the limo finally. Yeah. But yeah. I think I feel like once that happens, you you're like all bets are off for the rest of this yeah, movie. Yep. You ju- I just have no, you know, right. like it's not attached to reality yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then a man gets out of the limo <laughs> and asks if she's okay, and says that his driver didn't see her. And then he's like, "Come back into my limo. I can help you out." And no, he specifically says, <laughs> "I have boxes of Kleenex." <laughs> yeah. Boxes of Kleenex. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm just, I'm so curious what you were thinking because you guys have seen this for the first mm-hmm. time at this point in the movie. Like, what is going on in your head before you realize what's happening? <laughs> I had actually seen it before, but so Hannah can answer that. Well, it, Mo and I can both answer because neither of us yeah. do. I was <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, when she, the boxes of Kleenex part, 
Like when he well, steps just out. like the, the limo, the, him stepping out, the box of clean, the like events that are about to happen. I was like, I was like, the 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 getting hit by the car reminded me of like a bunch of different movies, and that so that kind of hit me. And then I was like, okay, this is gonna be Alan coming, my my husband. I can't wait to see him. Mm. And then he looked like that, and I was like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Like that was just. <laughs> such a shocking reveal and then he's like i got boxes of kleenex in my car and i was like what the (laughs) fuck like i don't know where we're going but i'm ready for it whatever it is i literally Mm. looked at my ipad because i wrote down quote i have boxes of kleenex in my limo because that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing it's a really funny line yes i thought that when they because when they first walk in it's just that the their backs and it's super sparkly at the front of the school so that kind of made me think like that this was going to be like a a daydream or something like that Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh but it's going on for so long (laughs) like maybe it's not and then as we're about to find out when they're in the limo um Toby floats Floats. in (laughs) to the sunroof and goes they're about to announce the vote and floats (laughs) out and fucking Sandy Frank fl- slips like a little slippery rubber band like out of the sunroof. And I was like, this has to be a dream. Yeah. Mm. So they get in a limo and Sandy offers her the Kleenex and says her name. And that's when he reveals that he is, in fact, Sandy Frank. And she asks why he's so dreamy. And it's very like handsome Squidward dreamy. Yeah, like, it's, exactly. It's that yeah. Vibe. It is handsome Squidward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> it's that vibe. It's like scary. And uh, he says yeah. that when he made his first million, he bought himself the present of a new face. And she says that he picked a good one. He picked a scary one. He did I'm pick terrified. A scary one. <laughs> Dreamy. He Sandy looks like Frank. a Patrick Bateman yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back in um, the convertible, Romy is telling Billy about how in high school she had this notebook and she used to write Mrs. Romy Christensen on it over and over again. She's like, "God, you must think I'm such a geek." And he's like, "Not at all." Don't offer that information up. Yeah, why? There's no need. Think about it up here <laughs> and have a have a little thought process with yourself before it comes out of there. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Christy Master strolls up and she's like, hey, Billy, do you want to dance for old time's sake? And he's like, no, thanks. I owe this one to Romy. Oh. And they get out of the car together and head back into the reunion. Meanwhile... Sandy and Michelle are making out in his limo. Her top is gone. <laughs> That's when, as Mo said, Toby floats over the sunroof and says, get inside. It's time for the vote. And then Sandy floats out and Michelle's like, where's my top? And then she floats out. Does she also float out? I don't remember. She doesn't. They kind yeah. of just cut to it, I think. Yeah. So inside, yeah. Michelle and Sandy together again w- walk in. Michelle is in her bra. She can't find her top. (laughs) And Billy announces the most changed for the better award. And it's a tie between Romy and Michelle. And Michelle's like, I didn't even know they were voting. And so they both walk up, Romy with Billy, embracing her, kissing her, and Michelle with Sandy Fink. And everyone applauds for Michelle and uh, Romy. And then the men respectively take off. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Men respectively take off Romy and Michelle and go into like 
the car with Romy and the limo with Michelle. And they drive off through the reunion, <laughs> like out the front door. And it's like the dream come true. But as they're driving away in the back window shields, they're both looking longingly at each other. This is right. like at least 20 and- minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> half of this movie is flashbacks to high school and the other half is this dream sequence. Exactly. And you never know what you're in. Like you mm-hmm. never <laughs> you never understand if you're in the present, the past or a dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then we get this cut uh, we get this cut to like a mansion, like the exterior of a mansion, and then it says 70 years later, and that's when like your jaw really drops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh We've got, like, a really old Michelle and Sandy in this mansion. Michelle looks at her medal from the reunion, and Sandy asks if she misses Romy. And um, Sandy asks her if she's been miserable with him all these years, and she says no, but she's been terribly lonely, which is awful to say, (laughs) honestly. Um, Sandy tells her to call Romy, and Romy's son, Billy Jr., picks up the phone, which, by the way, the, the prosthetics on that actor, it looks like he was a burn victim. It didn't look <laughs> no. like, it didn't look like age makeup. It, it yeah. was working a lot better on the other two. Mm-hmm. Just something about it. Maybe it's because they were going for, like, middle age, not, like, yeah. 90 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it didn't look great. So, yeah, the son picks up. And she asks to speak to Romy, and he tells her that Romy is on her deathbed. And she asks to speak to her anyway, and Romy declines until she admits that she's the Mary and Michelle is the Rhoda, which is a callback to earlier. Romy flips Michelle off, and Michelle hangs up. (laughs) And as she presses the button, she hears a car honk, which very, very... I'm, I was super happy about this transition, honestly, the, to the next scene. <laughs> so then you find out the whole thing that you just watched and suspended your disbelief for. I felt like it was very Heathers-esque. I was taking it all very mm. literally. Oh, uh, yeah. It has that vibe. Uh, but you find mm. out it was all a dream. Michelle fell asleep in the car and mm. Romy didn't wake her up when they got to the venue <laughs> because they were beefing, which is so rude. Uh, yeah. And Michelle goes inside and speaks to Toby, who informs her that Roby, Roby, that Romy <laughs> is already inside. And Michelle says they had a falling out over post-its. So now we're like, all right, take two people. What's actually going to happen in this shit? Yeah. And they're playing the same song, too, that they played in the dream Mm -hmm. of the the reunion. So Romy's in the crowd. She finally spots Billy Christensen by the bar. She's about to go over to him when she runs into Lisa, the girl from the A group. Um, she who talks about how she's not really friends with them anymore, and she's actually a fashion editor at Vogue. Very oh. cool. And Romy's like, "Wow, that's like amazing! I must have every single copy of Vogue for the last ten years." And she's like, "Uh huh, very nice." And <laughs> Romy's then like, "Well, actually, I invented post its." Mm-hmm. And Lisa's like, "Okay, cool." Meanwhile, Michelle is talking to these like random students and basically like recounting her whole falling out with Romy. They are just staring at her. I think it's implied that they like don't speak English or something because they're just staring at her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the best moment. Yeah, not great. 
And she's like, wow, you guys are really easy to talk to. And that's when we see Romy like psych herself up to go and talk to Billy, but he's gone. So instead she goes up to the A group and she asks a very pregnant Christy (laughs) if she ended up becoming like an anchor woman like she always wanted to. And Christy's like, I don't even watch TV anymore since I'm a mommy and I am pregnant (laughs) with baby number three. And she like flashes her ring so clearly. And she's like, Billy always wanted a big family. And I think that Romy says something like, oh, you must feel so tied down. And that's when she's like, oh, no, Billy always wanted like a big family. And she's like oh, like you're still with Billy Christensen. And she's like, yeah, we got married like right out of high school. Like we got – they've been married for about 10 years. And they ask Romy if she has any babies because it's not only Christy that's pregnant. It's Mm -hmm. like the two lackeys she had in high school too. Yeah. And Romy's like, no, I haven't. And tells her post-its lie and the girls laugh at her. They think that she's so pathetic. It's like really hard to watch. Mm. And Romy says she makes a lot of money. And they start talking about how Sandy Fink has actually made a ton of money inventing rubber that's used in every tennis shoe. Oh, man. And I also... The way that they are represented as pregnant is so small pillow stuffed up their shirt. Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, people. This is nothing. (laughs) This is like playing pretend as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this point, Heather storms up to the reunion, tells Toby to fuck off as she's walking in. Um, (laughs) Michelle sees her walk in and is like, oh, my God. Like, Heather's here. This is going to be, this is going to be good. Heather goes up to Romy. She, um, she only came since Michelle and Sandy aren't married. Christy asks what Heather's been up to. She tells them about her invention and they marvel at how they have a whole class of inventors and mention Romy's lie. (laughs) And then Heather immediately calls her on it because she studied it in business school and knows that she did not do this. Yeah. She did not invent the post-it. Uh, she has the receipts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the girls laugh at Romy for making that up, but Michelle steps in to leave Romy alone and they mock her and call her back race girl. And Michelle tells them to shut up and says at least they didn't get fat, which, yeah. <laughs> and then Christy says they're pregnant and Michelle says she hopes their babies look like monkeys and pulls Romy away. <laughs> and, you know, the entire time I was watching this, I was like, okay, no matter what, they're so gorgy, like gorgy. Oh my God, I've been talking too long today. Okay. They're so gorgeous that it's like, you're not going to flop at the reunion because you're hot regardless. Like yeah. I know that that's like not true in universe, but like mm. IRL mm-hmm. and no one it is Yeah, true. It's funny that they mm-hmm. treat them like they're really like average looking or whatever. Because right. Like, immediately, like, you see Roaming, it's, like, ingenue leading lady. Like, she looks Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yep. Can I ask a controversial question? Yeah, do it. (laughs) So, okay, this sounds really fucked up, but I don't mean it to be fucked up. Lisa Kudrow is pretty. Mm -hmm. But what is it about her that, like, keeps it from being, like, Alicia Silverstone or even Romy? Like, what don't you feel like there's like a slight thing mm. but I, I can't place what it is I think she looks there's a there's like an uncanny valley of like pretty 
but like different looking. Yeah. And I think it has to be like the right balance of like different looking features and just mm-hmm. like like whatever traditionally like attractive is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that I think about it, I've never really seen her in, like, a leading lady role right. ever. Like, it's yeah. very comedic relief, but kind of mm. for, like, reasons you can't even place. Like, I, mm. I don't know what it is, but I wrote down that question because I was pondering yeah. it to myself. I don't mm. know. Food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, the more, like, interesting you look, the more, like, weird girl mm-hmm. roles you get, like, placed in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that like that's the 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 central kind of conflict between their breakdown is like who's cuter. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, that's yeah. so silly. Yeah. So after this, you know, public humiliation of Romy, she ends up going off to this like little side room with Michelle and she's really upset. She's crying and she's like, I don't know why I even came back here. And Michelle says that there are worse things than telling a dumb story and having everyone laugh at you, like losing your best friend. And she, you know, tells Romy about the dream that she had and that she can't stand that they're mad at each other. And she apologizes for what she said. And she's like, Romy, you're just as cute as me. Maybe even cuter in some countries. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. Yeah. And then Romy apologizes for saying that Michelle wasn't smart enough to invent post-its. And she's like, well, I mean, you're right. I'm definitely not smart enough. Although in my dream, I did know the formula for glue. (laughs) But, you know, they make up and Michelle says that it doesn't even matter that they told four people some dumb lie. So then Christy goes up to do her speech. She says that she was nominated to like do this speech. And I'm like, who? Yeah. Who nominated you? (laughs) But regardless, she's at the podium and she starts talking about everyone's accomplishments. There's a guy who's like on a pro football team. And then she mentions Romy and Michelle claiming (laughs) to have invented post-it notes and everyone laughs and they just storm off. Romy throws her bag and says that all she wanted was for people to think that they were better than they were in high school. And Michelle is like, no, Romy, can I tell you the truth? I never knew that we weren't that great in high school. I mean, we always had so much fun together. I thought high school was a blast. And until you told me that our lives weren't good enough, I thought everything since high school was a blast. I think we should go back in there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. To hell with everyone else. And this is my favorite part of the movie. Like her just being like, until you said we have to have impressive lives, I was loving everything that we did. Mm. So sad. And cute. I was just glad there was a redemption arc because if there wasn't any redemption <laughs> for them, yeah. I would have like been crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Rami says that she doesn't like this speech as much as I did apparently because she's like, I can't go back in there. And Michelle's like, okay, well then stop being such a baby. We came all this way and we're going to enjoy ourselves whether you like it or not. And Romy's like, wow, Michelle, I've never seen this side of you before. I like it. And Michelle's like, me too. <laughs> so cute. Um, so then now that they're repaired, they've repaired their friendship and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they go out to their car and change into their real clothes, which is the look oh. that most people think of when they think of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love too that like in universe, like Michelle creates these clothes for them. Yeah. I, 
it's just adorable apparently the the star on romy's dress or whatever it is is supposed to be like a star trek reference because mira was yeah. a big star trek fan mm-hmm. and then michelle's is supposed to be kind of like modeled after like a barbie look oh yeah that makes sense i kind of wondered it that i was like there's no way that's not a star trek reference but yeah it also seemed kind of out of place at the same mm-hmm. time yeah so they they walk in they walk back into the reunion as themselves and storm right up to the A group. And then we've you, got this great, great You don't have to deliver monologue. the monologue if you don't want to. It's optional. <laughs> we just put it in there. Yeah. I will deliver it. You know, I, love it. I will. I love it. Amazing. Okay. Wait, who says this? This is Romy, Romy right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't do her voice, but I would if I could. <laughs> She says, what the hell is your problem, Christy? Why are you always such a nasty bitch? Do you get some kind of sick pleasure from torturing other people? I mean, yeah. Okay, so Michelle and I did make up some lame story. We only did it because we wanted you to treat us like human beings. But you know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us because we don't like you. You're a bad person with an ugly heart and we don't give a flying fuck what you think. That was beautiful. Thank you. You nailed it. Very good. (laughs) Thank you. And then as they walk away, Christy says they're as deluded about their lives as they are about their clothes. And this is when the icon (laughs) Meredith from Parent Trap steps Yes. Same woman. (laughs) Yes. And I loved her look for this scene. Like this part. Her eyebrows. Yeah the, yeah, the lipstick shade, the eyebrows, the all, you know, like off-white suit thing. It was all mm. great. Yeah. Um, Lisa steps in and says, actually, the clothes have nice lines and they have a fun, frisky use of color. And Christy says that she thinks they look ridiculous and that Lisa is just jealous of them because she's a dried-up career woman while they're all happily married. And, and then Lisa says, that's right, Christy, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, ev- everybody else in the room is like, oh, actually, they look great. I love their clothes. <laughs> and then Michelle says she sewed them, but they both designed them 50-50, which is a bit of a foreshadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So the girls decide it's time to blow this popsicle stand and Heather apologizes for blowing their cover. Romy says it was better this way. And Heather says it's wild. She always thought that they had made it in high school. So basically they discover this whole concept of like making someone's life hell. And like, if you're making someone's life hell, you're like doing high school correctly, I guess. So Heather realizes there was more of a food chain going on than she realized because she didn't know the A group was terrorizing Romy and Michelle, but they were. Mm. Um, And Heather's like, dang it, I never had a chance to make anyone's life in high school. But then that's when Toby comes up and asks Heather if she would sign her yearbook since she never got a chance to in high school and asks her to not tell her to fuck off because it really hurts her feelings. (laughs) Poor Toby. (laughs) This girl's been put through the ringer. She really has. Seriously truly through the ringer and heather i mean what timing heather is thrilled to hear this and says she'll happily sign her yearbook uh and just as the girls are finally leaving because it's definitely this is the peak of the night they don't want to see this shit go downhill (laughs) but then sandy frank just landed in a helicopter and it's for real this time Uh, oh my god amazing so sandy gets out of his helicopter he strolls into the reunion 
Heather gets a glimpse of him and she's like, that's Sandy Frank? What the hell was I thinking? And walks away. (laughs) And, um, you know, he goes right up to Michelle and he's like, Michelle, after all these years, (laughs) you still take my breath away. And she's like, oh my God, Sandy, like you must be the most successful person in our graduating class. And he's like, well, I mean, if you count, you know, an island here, a yacht there, a car here, a staff of 24, I suppose I am successful. But there's one thing I still don't have. And she's like, your own country? And he says, no, I don't have you, Michelle. And he asks her to dance. And she's like, okay, but only if Romy can dance with us. And he says yes. And then we see the most maybe insane thing I've ever seen on film. I think we should learn that dance. (laughs) I think the next year for Halloween, we could do it. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'll have to get Phil, your most boyfriend, to be our Sandy and uh, do the dance <laughs> You just with saw us. him walk in the background. I think that could be a good <laughs> yeah. outfit for him. Yeah. So, yeah, they do this, like, interpretive dance, choreographed dance, too, time after time. It reminded me a lot of the choreography projects that were in our studio in college. <laughs> Very much that vibe. Yeah. And we um, paid to do that. <laughs> absolutely. We did. Too much money. And uh, everyone in the reunion just like stands in a circle around them as they do this insane, emotional, interpretive dance. And at the end, while everyone applauds, Romy's like, I told you going to those clubs every night would pay off. And it really is something to behold. (laughs) It is. I'm speechless. I'm like, (laughs) and Sandy fits right in. He's doing a great job. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... We cut back to Heather and see what she's up to. What is she trying to do? Smoke a cigarette. Who's surprised? No one. No one. (laughs) Yeah. Who should come up to her but the man in the cowboy hat played by Justin Thoreau? (laughs) And he tells her that she was right. He was a brain dead redneck asshole. And he says that he was so miserable in high school and never spoke because he had a really bad stutter and he like offers her a lighter finally. And he asks if they can go somewhere to talk. And she is like so many walls up. Mm. She's just like, if you fuck with me in any way, I'll rip every appendage from your body starting with your dick. And he's like, I just want to (laughs) talk. And she's like, okay. And they leave together. Yes. Honestly, underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good costume, too. Underrated duo. Mm. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't know that people would really identify that costume. It would look more just like a goth person and a cowboy. True. But, mm-hmm. but if you're you in know. the know. <laughs> yeah. You're in the, yeah. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then um, outside of the reunion, Sandy goes to prep his chopper while Romy and Michelle wait outside the hotel and they overhear someone puking over in the bushes and it's Billy Christensen and he stumbles out of the bushes and calls Romy Chubbo. I didn't I did not hear that one. I don't remember it that. It didn't it didn't register for me until this time watching it around that that's like a nickname. I just thought like every other time I'm like he's drunk and like just rambling, but I was like, "Oh, Chubbo is a reference to the fact that she was supposedly fat in high school." It's kind of surprising that, like, if they were going to write that into the script that they didn't take it further with, like, padding or something. But 
but she just she there's just no way you could look at her flashbacks in high school and think that she is fat it doesn't make sense not at all so i don't know but he's like hey weren't you guys totally in love with me in high school and um michelle's like no just romy was (laughs) he asks her if she wants to get a room and she's like no (laughs) like you're married you have kids aren't you a really successful real estate developer and he says that he does drywall for Christie's dad's company and he doesn't even know if their next kid is his. Wow. And is like, but let's get a room. Like all your your high school fantasies can come true. Oh god. Ugh. So Romy quickly gets a bright idea. She tells him to go get a room, wash his face, importantly, and take yeah. off all of his clothes, <laughs> and she'll be there in five minutes. Billy says her fantasy is going to come true tonight, and then stumbles off back Whoa. into the building. Romy and Michelle laugh, as they deserve, and Sandy, mm. who's so dreamy in this iteration, I love Absolutely. him, uh, yeah. beckons them into the helicopter. And before she gets in, Sandy grabs Michelle and kisses her, and he tells, she tells him that she's so glad he didn't bring his notebook with him. <laughs> Harkening back to the beginning. Yes. And everyone from the reunion, of course, comes out to watch them take off, and Christy looks around for Billy, and they see Heather making out with Clarence. <laughs> And it's beautiful. Wow. I just, I feel, I really feel for Sandy Frank. I want so much better for him than like this girl that literally didn't give a shit about him until 10 minutes ago. Say la vie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then our last little, (laughs) last little moment of the movie. It's six months later. Romy and Michelle have their very own clothing store. It's popping off. There's like a million people in there. And Michelle's like, oh my God, maybe we can pay back Sandy next week. And Romy's like, I think we're maybe two years away from that. But I like like where you're going, like the energy. Um, And Heather is also there. She's trying on one of their original designs. It's like this white butterfly dress. She hates everything about it, but begrudgingly she does end up buying it and Romy's like you know what despite her surly demeanor I think we've just given her a really big gift you know (laughs) giving someone like Heather a chance to express herself through fashion that could have changed her life (laughs) and Michelle says for her it's like she's given birth to a baby girl but it's a (laughs) giant girl who smokes (laughs) and says shit a lot (laughs) and then just she's like let's fold scarves And Rami tells Michelle she's the funniest person she knows. And Michelle's like, you too. <laughs> and that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> and that's the, sh- that's the movie. Wow. Yeah. Apparently that last scene was not in there originally. It just ended with the helicopter. And they were like, we need mm-hmm. some Damn. kind of button at the end. Um, and I remember one time I was watching this in a hotel somewhere. And it was on TV. And there was a scene in between the helicopter and this that I've never seen any in any other version where it's Romy and Michelle, like they're living at Sandy's house and they're watching Pretty Woman together. Oh, that's and cute. they're like super into it. I'm like, damn, I need to like find that deleted oh. scene somewhere. 
that was in this TV version that I saw one time. Wow. I love that idea. That's so cute. Mm. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I think their, I think their impulse was right in like, Mm. let's not end it with the helicopter shot. But I think that the very end of this movie leaves something to be desired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't give you that like extreme, like warm and fuzzy feeling. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of like, okay. This night. Yeah. <laughs> now they have a store. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting watching it now, especially with a much more critical eye than I've ever watched it with before. And the pacing is whack. It yes. is insane. I truly did not realize how much of this movie is the beginning. Like mm-hmm. they don't even hatch the plan till halfway through. The reunion, the actual reunion is like 15 minutes compared to the fake reunion, which is right. like closer to 25. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh it feels like a stoner movie to me and it w- with mm. its pacing. You know? Yeah. Like I feel yeah. yeah. It definitely is and could be. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just really liked the movie like I thought the plot was so funny Romy and Michelle are hilarious together I love a movie that has like really good lines even if there's not like like it's obviously a comedy right so like a comedy relies on those lines and like the timing and their timing is amazing in the movie yeah I (laughs) the pacing didn't bother me as much because I if the movie is like that weird, it's kind of like watching a racer head when you're like, oh, this is just like some other shit. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like yeah. something else entirely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I would like to watch it again next mm-hmm. week or something just to be like have another chance to like take it all in. Yeah. I can see why you watch it so much, yeah. Christina. <laughs> it's like one of my mom's favorites. So we watched it so much growing up. It's rated R. I know. I was like a young child watching this movie. Luckily, a lot of it just like went over my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, fine. of course. Yeah. Oh, remote. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely met my expectations. The mm. looks were great. Yeah. Again, I love Alan Cumming. Um, and mm-hmm. I... You know, I love a delusional woman movie and everyone's Mm. a delusional woman in this movie in her own special way. Uh, And the men. The only person who isn't delusional is um, Sandy and Billy, kind of. No, Billy's definitely delusional. (laughs) Yeah, he is delusional. You're right. (laughs) But I I got confused for a second because he was so honest about his... um, his job. Like, he didn't try to glorify his Mm. job at all, but then he was delusional about him being, like, a hottie. Like, that's not it. Yeah. 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 And him with, like, vomit dripping off his chin that Romy would still want to fuck him. Oh, my him. God. Yeah. Ew. Ugh. Pretty nasty. Yep. But, yeah, I, I do – I also really enjoyed those, like, tender moments with Romy and Sh- Michelle. Like like you had said before, mm-hmm. I do think they do a really good job of showing, like, why they're friends and how they're friends. And that, like, tenderness, I think, is really important to provide some sort of balance to, like, the kind of wacky, zany mm-hmm. other stuff that's going on. So I really enjoyed that this yeah. watch around for sure. Yeah, they're cute friends. They're mm-hmm. unlike any friendship duo I've seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're really weird. And also mm-hmm. really pretty, and you don't get that very yeah. often. So thank you to the makers of this movie <laughs> yeah. for doing that. It is representation that was needed yes. for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess, shall we rate it? Yeah, let's do it. I think I would give it a 7.5. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, just because um, I would give it a higher rating if there was a... Uh, 
a stronger emotional core mm. because it can be like weird in its pacing. Yeah, I could see that. I think I'm also going to go with a 7.5. Yeah. I'll give it an 8 just for Alan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8. And like, I'll be honest, like after I watched it, I was like, I might read this in nine. Wow. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. Wow. Good. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I think I just love, like, a really odd movie. Like, I love, like, mm-hmm. a surreal movie that is, like, is this real? Is this not real? What's happening? Um, yeah. Because I don't, yeah, I, I don't feel like I need to understand a movie to enjoy it. It's like wa- mm-hmm. going to a museum. Yes. <laughs> Romeo don't, and Michelle. I don't understand. <laughs> Just like going to a museum. It's like a Picasso. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm definitely, I'm very jealous of you guys who've been able to watch it for the first time as an adult because mm-hmm. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie and I probably like didn't even understand. I understood even less than I do now. <laughs> but yeah, it is pretty insane and I, and I feel hard pressed to find another movie about women that's quite like it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure to have you on the pod, finally. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This was really fun. I feel like I just watched it again. Which, I, <laughs> Yeah, me too. That, yeah. Is, that is what you guys do so well. So thank you for giving people the content they need and basically oh showing them the movie with your words. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you're not already listening to Sleepover Cinema, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) You kind of get on it. Because if you like our show, you'll definitely love theirs. So can you please tell our wonderful listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Okay. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Pink Pictures, T-O-O Pink Pictures, and then on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, literally anywhere, um, where anywhere else is sleep at sleepover cinema. And yeah, I think that's all our things. And you can email us if you want any, anything, <laughs> any, any thoughts to pink pictures at gmail.com. Yes, you may. Beautiful. Dope. And while you're following people on social media, you can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for our next movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.